Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks by Tommy. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for always tuning in. I want to particularly thank everybody and there were so many of you that tuned into the last two episodes. Super grateful. That was incredible. Please continue to listen and more importantly, share. Today's episode is about the power of decision, the power of decision. I felt inspired to talk about this, this particular, or to, to do this particular episode because indecision is a thing. Indecision paralyzes people, gets you stuck and keeps you in a constant state of confusion. And I think people underestimate the power of deciding. You know, most of us don't decide because we are afraid of making bad decisions or wrong decisions. And while to an extent, I believe that it is important to consider our options carefully, prayerfully before coming to a decision. I also feel that to an extent, it is important to make a decision one way or the other as opposed to spending days, months, years just thinking and overthinking. And so I want to talk about the power of decision and my thoughts around um, decision. One of the reasons why I feel a lot of people don't make decisions is because they are afraid right? They are afraid of the consequences of making the wrong decision. Number two, some people are lazy. They are lazy to do the work that comes with making a right decision. Sometimes the work involves research. Sometimes the work involves seeking advice of mentors. Sometimes the work involves reading. Sometimes the work just involves being introspective. You know, I find sometimes laziness could be the reason why you are not, you know, you're not deciding as quickly as you should because you haven't invested the time to get enough information so that you can come to the right decision, the reasonable decision. Number three, some of us don't make the, the, don't decide quickly or we keep overthinking because we have made bad decisions in the past you know so we are still haunted by our 
bad decisions of the past and we don't want these things to repeat themselves. Some of us don't make decisions because we don't really know what we want. And I think this one is huge. You know, being indecisive because you are going through all the different scenarios in your head, um, weighing the pros and the cons of all the different options that you have, but you are not committing to any decision because you really don't know what you want. And I think this last point is what I want to start with, right? This last point is what I want to start with. How do you manage this particular dilemma? How do you know what you want? Can I tell you how? And I know I'm going to sound ridiculous by saying this. Sometimes, maybe not always, but in my case, sometimes you know what you want by deciding. I know, I know. I don't even know the science behind this or the psychology behind this, but this definitely works. I'm going to tell a story, a cheesy story. So I have a guilty pleasure. Jesus is helping me. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. And I'm always on Netflix browsing through all the options for a rom-com I haven't watched. I I love it. I love rom-coms. I don't know if this was a particular movie or a recurring scene in several cheesy movies, but I have watched um, a movie or, or an episode of a series where there was a couple, a young, lovely couple, decided to get married young um, and also decided that they wouldn't start making a family immediately so they were happy to be married but they were nowhere near ready to make a family you know for the usual reasons they wanted to explore the world they also wanted to be a little bit more financially secure before bringing in another human into the world these are noble ideas and absolutely make sense so the scene starts with this young wife Finding out that she's pregnant, she just um, took a a home kit test and um, a home kit pregnancy test and finds out that she's pregnant, it's positive. And she was immediately devastated, feeling like, you know, this wasn't the plan, what has she done? She shared the news with Hobby. Hobby also felt this has messed up their plans. What do they do? They start thinking through their options. Should they keep the baby? Should they actually get rid of the pregnancy for now and uh, stay on course with their plan? And they're thinking about this, um, but then decide, you know what? Before we even make too many, um, invest too much time thinking about this, we need to go to the hospital and do a proper blood test to be sure that, you know, she's actually pregnant. So for whatever reason, right, they couldn't make it to the hospital, work commitments, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But they couldn't make it to the hospital for at least another three days or so. Three, four days. And for the sake of this story, I'll say a week just to make it more dramatic. And so after a week, they go to the hospital, they get the blood test done, and the result is negative. They weren't pregnant. 
the home kit was a false positive and all was fine again with the world. Or was it? <laughs> I love rom-coms. Anyway, that was the moment and this is where I'm going with the decision story. That was the moment when she found out that's this young wife. She felt regret. She felt a loss. She felt saddened that the result was negative. Now, she hadn't felt like this prior to the test being done. She didn't even realize that she felt this strongly about possibly having a baby. She didn't realize that somewhere in her subconscious, she was happy that she was pregnant. But obviously, she got into her head thinking about all the plans herself and her husband had. And that moment, she cried. She cried. She mourned the loss of what could have been because she had somehow gotten attached to this idea of being a mother. Guess what? That was how she decided that irrespective of their plans, she wanted to have a baby. And guess what? He also felt the same way. And then he decided right there and there to get off the contraceptives and to start trying for a baby. And they eventually did have a litter of babies. Anyway, what's the point I'm making with this? Now, in this case, the decision to have a baby was made for her unbeknownst to her. But we can use this same theory in our own lives. Make a decision and see how you feel. Make a decision and see if your immediate instinct, your immediate reaction to that decision is relief or regret. It's usually one or the other. If you make the decision and immediately feel relief, you immediately feel at peace, you immediately feel like your weight is off your shoulder, it's likely you made the right decision, right? If you make the decision... And immediately you feel a sense of loss. You feel a sense of regret. You feel a sense of, um, you know, you've lost something. Then it's likely that you made the wrong decision. And deep down inside, what you have decided not to do is what you really want. And, you know, when we look at things from the spiritual side of things, again, you know, I'm a Jesus girl. I always feel like our deepest desires are linked to our purpose. Our deepest desires are linked to our purpose. When we want to find out sometimes what it is we're meant to do, let us check what it is we would love to do. Let us check our deep desires. What I find with a lot of people is that they resist their deep desires. Somehow, We've been made to think that we don't deserve what we really want. We've been made to feel like this thing you really want is selfish and you shouldn't be pursuing it. Everything you do should be selfless and should be meant for some greater good, but not necessarily for you. You know what I mean? And I think that... It's important that we are self-serving and we are self-aware. You know, I like sometimes to use the word selfish, but I know 
that has a negative connotation. But there's a place for that. You know, what you don't want to be is self-absorbed. You know, Um, you don't want to be self-absorbed. You don't want to be self-centered, right? But you need to be self-aware and you need to be self-serving. You need to be self-motivating. These things connect you to your core, to your essence, to what works for you. And it's only from that place that you can serve others. It's only from that place that you can pour. If you're doing something that really at the heart of it is not what you love and it's not what you want and it's not what is serving your higher purpose, you will soon tire out, you will soon lose momentum and you will soon seek to do something else that serves your purpose. But this, so this, this strategy helps. It definitely has helped me. You know, I had to make a decision recently. Um, I wanted to go for a girl's trip with my daughter. You know, and, you know, I'm going to be personal here. But I wanted to go for a girl's trip with my daughter. It wasn't something I had planned, really. But I had this opportunity to travel. Um, and my daughter just said, no, mommy, let's do it together. Let me come in with you. Of course, you have to pay for my ticket. But i love for us to do this together. And immediately... I went into the whole how inconvenient it was. This is supposed to be a business trip. Um, it means I have to chaperone her somewhat. I need to create space for her. I need to make sure we have activity together. I was just thinking out loud about how inconvenient this trip was. So eventually I made the decision. I made the decision that, you know what, I'm not doing this. And I pulled the plug. You know, I sent her a message and said, you know what, this is a business trip. I don't think... Um, we can do this. And then subsequently, I had a chat with my sister-in-law. And I told her, oh, there's opportunities for a trip with my daughter. But I think I'm going to cancel it because it's not convenient. And my sister-in-law immediately said, no, whatever it's going to cost you, go ahead and make that trip happen. And that was when I noticed that I was looking for that validation. I was excited to do it. I was happy that she didn't agree with me. Um... And immediately I went back, I deleted the message I said to my daughter. And instead, I said to her, fantastic, let's do this. Um, here's the money, go and buy the ticket. And since then, I felt elated, excited, and I'm looking forward to the trip. You know, so that's, um, that's one thing you can do. Make the decision. Make the decision and then be introspective, be sensitive to how you feel immediately after you make that, that decision. Your initial instinct is always usually the correct one. So um, be sensitive to that, right? Okay. So another thing about indecision, right, and um, the power of decision is that it saves you time. We've all heard that procrastination is a stealer of time, right? Sometimes I find that a lot of us make the God excuse. We're waiting for God to confirm. You're waiting for God to speak. You're waiting for God to say something. But usually what I find as well is that most of the time, God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to make a decision he can back. Now, what you need to be is somebody who is in the habit of making good decisions. And there is a science to making good decisions. One of the big things we making good decision is to be well informed. I find that a lot of us make the wrong decisions and are even convinced that they are the right decision only because we do not have the right information. 
when you have higher level information, when you have facts and figures and experience and um, ad- advice from good quality advice from mentors and coaches or books, the quality of your decision maker making is better. And I find that many of us leave things to chance, to instincts. Your instinct is only as good as your experience and your knowledge and your education. The better your experience, the better your knowledge, the better your your advice, the better your exposure, the higher level of knowledge you have, the sharper and more precise your decision-making and instincts will be. So I have noticed in my life that some of the decisions I made in the past that I was super excited about, um, that didn't necessarily pan out well or pan out in a high level, were because I was not making the right decision because I wasn't exposed to the information and the tools that would help me make the right decision. So you should put yourself in a position where you're constantly learning how to make right decisions. You're sharpening that your decision-making, um, that your decision-making skill and you are, you are using that muscle right? You are building that muscle by using that muscle. Start by making small decisions fast. You know, you go to a restaurant and you're supposed to pick um, a meal from the menu and you're one of those people that keeps going back and forth and thinking through what it's going to be like. You're asking the the waiter what his opinion is. You're asking your guests or your hosts um, if they've had experience. You're just going back and forth. You know what? Make it a habit that within three minutes, you make a choice. Like I say, our instincts might be right, but whatever case may be, you have learned whether or not you like this particular meal. You've gained experience. The next time you go to that steam restaurant, when you want to pick a meal, you could decide not to pick the one you picked before because you tried it out and you didn't like it. Or you might decide to pick that one again because you tried it out and you liked it. Or you might decide to recommend that to your host or your guest because you liked it or because you think it's something they would like based now on your experience or you might decide you know what you you made a decision the last time that exposed you to a new experience you want to have another kind of experience again so you choose something completely different any which way the last decision you made that last experience has made you a better decision maker this time around so we need to sharpen our decision-making skills by exposing ourselves to experience, to learnings, to to um, mentors, to advice, to books, to research, to facts. You know, sometimes, obviously, um, you learn something, but in spite of what you have learned, you have a strong feeling or conviction about something and you go that way. But a lot of times... We make quality decisions based on information that we have, information that we are privy to, and the quality of our decisions improve as we expose ourselves to um, information, facts, um, experiences, um, coaches, mentors, advice from coaches and mentors. So that's another big thing I want to say about making decisions. It is a muscle that you must work. And the way you work this muscle is by making small decisions fast 
and like I said, sharpening your decision-making skills. All right? Last thing about decision is I talked about how a lot of indecision is fear-based and laziness-based. And this is so true. Um, We're almost rounding up now, but I want to touch on this a little bit. One thing that I say to myself, one particular hack that I have is this. If I want to make a decision, I ask myself this question. Am I making decision out of faith or am I making decision out of fear? Am I making decision because I'm afraid of the risk and the outcome? Or am I making decision out of faith because I am anticipating success and I am trusting God for a good outcome? Is this a faith-based or fear-based decision? If the decision is fear-based, I have to look into it and correct that. And I'll go the opposite way. If it is faith-based, I lean into it and I take small steps towards making this happen. This is a hack that works for me seriously. You are a Christian. This is one of the things the Bible says. You cannot please God without faith. So he is hardly ever in a decision that is fear-based. Now, some of us think, okay, fear is also um, something that signals danger. I get that, right? I get that. But that is where our relationship with the voice of God comes in, right? Um, You need to know the difference. But when it comes to decision-making, right, I think it's almost always that the fear-based decision is wrong, okay? So think about that. Then regarding laziness, again, this one you need to be self-aware. Sometimes we're afraid of the work it's going to take if we decide one way or the other. The work it's going to take to make this dream happen, to make this project happen. And that is where your indecision stems from. If that is where your indecision stems from, I have great news for you. The reason why you are feeling lazy is because you are feeling overwhelmed. And if if you want to kind of conquer overwhelm, this is what I suggest. Break down this thing into bits. Give yourself time. A lot of us overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. This is not my quote. I saw this somewhere. But I thought it was so profound. If you break this thing down into a longer term thing and you break it down into small activities and you decide to take each activity one by one, it becomes so much less daunting right and because it's less daunting the issue of laziness doesn't you know even come up because you can do small things right you can do small things incrementally things will take um shape and uh, momentum will build and there might be times where you have to push against the grain and do some pretty hard stuff but initially right initially most of us just need to do a few small things and build up from there so that is the thing about um, fear and laziness. And I hope you, you um, can use some of these practical tips that I have shared to conquer those too. 
that's it we've gone almost three minutes over but i think we're done for today please listen to this episode over and over again in 2024 it is important that your decision making skills are sharp because more than ever before we all have too many options you know too many options to choose choose from so the person who can pick quickly move fast that is a superstar that is a person that would achieve more this year and beyond so let's do that all right that's it that's it for today thank you so so very much for listening please share this episode speak to you soon bye Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bad Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.